Welcome back to another episode of the Hello Sears Dorsey podcast. I have Elizabeth on the show today. Hi, Elizabeth. How are you doing today? I am great. It's actually my son's birthday today, so we're going for a nice dinner later. Yeah. I'm good. Big 30. Oh, wow. You yeah. do not look like you have a 30-year-old. Stop it. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, he's going to love the 30s, really. He is like the quietest, the most. I yeah. love my 30s. I'm almost yes. out, but I love my 30s. Oh, yeah, he's going to have a ball. A lot of self-discovery, I think, in your 30s. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. How exciting. All right. So you tell everyone who you are and what you do. I am Elizabeth Correa. I am a transformational speaker, author, coach, and the founder of Correa Enterprise, which is a women's platform for personal growth and lifestyle design. So I basically teach women the tools, lifestyle tips, techniques to help them in order to move from pain to passion, to purpose, to pay so that they can live their most fulfilling life filled with ease and flow. Oh, I love it. I do. I love it. I'm going to have a ball in this episode. Awesome. (laughs) Let's talk about the inspiration behind you starting your business. What was that like for you? Mm. It's funny because I actually didn't really go looking for this. I discovered my platform, my calling, my purpose while fighting through my life, while fighting through my pain. So I, you know, when I say from pain to passion, to purpose, to pay, I got that from, you know, what my journey was like and how that went for me. So I was, you know, fighting through my life, fighting through my pain. I was on a healing journey and I discovered a passion for working with and speaking to inspiring teaching young girls started off with young girls because I was a young girl myself I was not that I'm old but I was you know in my mid-20s when I discovered my passion for working with young girls and I didn't know what it was gonna look like didn't know had no idea you know but that I would end up writing a book and the book would give birth to my speaking and then the speaking to go I just knew that I wanted to work with young girls that I wanted to restore hope into the lives of, of young girls in my community and within my city. It was, it was, it was a mission. And that's all I knew was that that's what I wanted to do. Oh, that sounds awesome. That's yes. amazing. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to dive into it a little bit more. So can you remember a time in your business or starting out where you had a hello moment? So you touched on it a little bit more, but is there a specific like time where you been where you, you were just like this is what I'm supposed to be doing mm. there was yes there was it was I was actually one Sunday morning I was getting ready to go to church and I have this, my spiritual mom her name's Roma she would pick me up on Sunday mornings and she got there this day I was probably in church for about I'm gonna say a couple years before on, by the time this happened, I was already, you know, in church and uh, for a couple of years. And I got in the car, you know, we're driving and she said, oh, I spoke with, with the pastor last night and you're going to share your story today. So I was like, my, do what? No, no, no. To who? Because by that time, 
I was, you know, involved in like youth ministry and the women's ministry. And I, I was speaking and sharing my story, but in very small groups. And there was like 2000 people in this congregation. So I was thinking, okay, maybe she means like in a, in a small group. So when she said to the congregation, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm not doing that, actually. That's, I don't know why you spoke to the pastor before you spoke to me, but it's, I'm not doing that. She's like, no, you know, she's like, you know, Elizabeth, there's, there's a lot of people that need to hear your story. You know, and my story was, you know, childhood abuse, sexual, physical, mental, foster care. I was, you know, born and raised in the project. So I became a product of that. And teen pregnancy and it went on and on and on and she's like and you know and now I'm in church and I'm still and, and I said to her now what exactly am I going to tell them because I am still stuck in my story I'm still in a hot mess so like what is it that you want me to share with them and she said you know you're nowhere you you are nowhere near where you were when you started coming here and you may not be where you want to be or where you vision yourself to be or where you desire to be, but you're nowhere close to where you were. And I, there's, there's a lot of change. There's so much change. You're here every Sunday. You're here two, three days a week. Even though I was, you know, living kind of lukewarm, one foot in, one foot out, I had made a lot of progress. And she basically said there's a lot of young girls and young boys younger than you, they're teenagers that are here that look up to you and that need to hear your story. And even the, the parents, you know, the adults in the room need to hear your story. And so I told her I was on the way, I said, I'll think about it. I'll see how I feel when we get there. So of course, you know, they, we, we open the doors, we go, we usually sit in the front. Of course, as soon as we walked in, it's funny, I got goosebumps just thinking about it. I, I immediately said no. All those people, I immediately said no. So I'm like, no, 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 I, I can't. I, I'm not ready. I'm just, I'm not ready. So I was sitting there. And because the pastor had already known that I was going to speak, because she just told him, yes, she volunteered. <laughs> you know, she was like, yep, she'll do it. I, I put the two and two together. He was speaking on a topic of purpose. And, and then he, she did not tell him that I said no yet. So I was like, did you tell him that I'm not going to do it? Because like, I can't, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm scared. I can't just, she's like, no, she goes, just last minute when he calls you, just, just tell me if it's a yes or no. So he, he spoke that word, the message of purpose and how everything in our lives happened, you know, for a purpose, for a reason. And it's our job to find what the purpose is, you know, why is this happening? And, and so he called me up. And I was like, okay, I'll do it. And I, I just, I went up and she came up with me. And so I went up there and she was up, up there with me. She kind of did a little intro about me, you know, how she met me and stuff. And then she passed me the mic and I'll never forget the mic was in my hand shaking like this. My knees were like knocking. I thought I was going to fall out. Like, just, I'm not going to make it. And then I was just like, I just heard like this voice just say, breathe, you know? And I just, I just took a deep breath and I looked out to everyone and I just started sharing my story, you know, my childhood story and my teens and the domestic violence that was in that relationship for five years, you know, from 14 to like 20 
And, uh, and I, I was crying in the beginning. I was crying a lot. Like it was, it was my first time sharing publicly like that, like on a huge platform. And then I just, I, I look, I started seeing all the young girls and young boys in the congregation. I could see them in their seats. And I started locking eyes with them and some of them were crying and they were just really locked into me. And I knew in that moment, it, there was something that just came over me. And I knew in that moment that my purpose was to help these young people. I, I knew. I, 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 didn't know what, I didn't know what I was going to do, what my purpose was. I had no sense of purpose. You know, but I knew in that moment that I was here, that I went through it all to help these young girls and these young boys. And so I said my part, I, I came off the stage, pulpit. I went to my seat and then the service was pretty much over. You know, it was 20, 30 minutes later, the pastor did like a closing message. And what happened next was the seal. It just sealed it. There was about, I'm going to say 35, 45 young people, boys and girls, mostly girls, lined up one behind each other, waiting to speak to me. Yeah, I was like, it was a feeling I can't, can't even describe in words. And I spoke to every single one. Many of them cried, sharing their story of abuse and this and that. And, and I, I think it was, I was, we were the last ones in there. Roma stayed with me. She prayed for some of them, many of them if not most of them, we were there about three hours late, later than after everyone left. And that was the start of my woman's and youth empowerment movement. Yeah. Oh, wow. I love it. You have me over here. I'm teary-eyed. I'm oh, like, oh, <laughs> oh, like, it's raining and it's all oh, green. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so beautiful. It's one of the things that's like from the heart reaches the heart. And yes. I can definitely feel it. It's it's amazing. And wow, it's it's so funny how just one small moment, it doesn't even have to be like this grand moment, you know, that we're we're thinking that we need to see or see have a sign or this and that and the other. It could just be something, you know, just like that. And you share your story. And then it just because it just takes off. Just that one moment just yeah. takes off. Yeah, it, it, you're so right. And I, I also think we're so afraid to just put ourselves out there. Like when I say I was crippled in fear, the mic really was shaking like that. I don't even know how I didn't drop it. Like I was so, so, so scared. And, you know, it, it Later on that night, I thought the fear was false. It was false fear, you know, presenting itself as something real. But what was I afraid of? I was in a safe space. I was in a safe place, you know? So what was I afraid of? So I think sometimes it just takes that putting yourself out there, put yourself out there, speak, share, whether it's an IG live or, you know, launching a podcast or a YouTube channel or, you know, put yourself out there it's you we have nothing to lose that's right you know that's yeah. right but 
it's in the, those imperfect moments that it's perfect. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. Yes. That's definitely a seed, a seed that she planted. And then I also planted in my, in my life. It was a test as well, you know, because had I not experienced that, I don't know, maybe there would have been another opportunity, but I, I, it was supposed to be. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. This is so awesome. So let's talk about how to move from passion to pay. Yeah. So passion to purpose to pay. So I discovered a passion, you know, at the time working with young girls, young, you know, youth, and I made that passion my purpose. So how did I do that? I went, I w- I went looking for opportunities to share my story for free because I didn't know I could get paid for it yet. So I went looking for opportunities and I dedicated my time, a lot of my time to, and I was also healing myself. So I knew that it would help me to heal, to volunteering. So I was volunteering at a lot of the youth organizations. I, I spoke in youth prisons, in group homes. A lot of different, anywhere where they were, the clients were used. You know, I, I, I went and I served. So I'd volunteer, you know, one hour a week at this organization and then the food bank, another hour a week. or And that's what I committed my time to doing. And that was when I realized that I wanted to make it my full-time purpose. Like I want to build this. I want this to be my calling, my purpose, what I do on earth. And I, at the time I was listening and watching people like Joyce Myers and T.D. Jakes and, you know, all these different amazing speakers and, and Oprah and people who did the same, you know, in their own way, their own style, they did the same. They made serving their passion for serving their purpose and then they got paid. So it went from just being a passion to it becoming my purpose. This is what I'm called to do. I know this is why I'm here. To discovering how I could make a living doing. And the very first time, and it was, you know, when I realized I could get paid for it was, I was going to speak at a youth shelter. And the program coordinator asked me, someone had told her about my story, asked me what my fee was. And I was like, my, my fee. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, this was by email, by the way. So I replied and I'm like, fee? Like, I didn't know. I really did not know. And she said, yeah, fee, you know, what are you, what do you charge for whatever? So then I immediately went online searching because I'm like, okay, like I've heard you can, but like I've heard people like Tony Robbins and these big time speakers, they get paid, but like, like they want to pay me for just to tell a story of like a broken girl of like pain and abuse. And, you know, so I went on Google and I searched and I read this article where they said that Tony Robbins, he first, his first, he first charged or his fee was $250. And he was speaking, it was at a, a, a basement church or something, something like that. I can't remember so many years ago. And so I, I was like, okay. I'm going to charge $250. So I replied and I said, you know, my fee is $250. And she said, she said, yes, right away. So I knew I was like 
you know, that was like lowballing, right? She said yes right away. She said, okay, send me an invoice. I'm like, an invoice. So then I went back on Google, how to create an invoice. And then I saw like these, you know, free invoice templates and templates. And I was like, and then that was just the start of me, you know, moving. I moved from, that's how I moved from pain to passion, to purpose, to pay. So I was fortunate enough to, you know, create a profitable speaking business from my passion or create a profitable business in general, no matter what it is, from your passion. Whether you love knitting or gardening, you know, or debating or thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Oh, wow. Hey, you know, so fun. I'm just sitting here and, you know, how you took that idea and then all of a sudden the door was open. The door to the opportunity to actually get paid yeah. for it was open and you walked through. Yes, it's, you know, again, Tony Robbins says change, transformation, breakthrough starts with the decision. You know, usually the hardest part is the decision, not like wishy-washy. Okay, I will next month. I will. Well, I think I can or I should. No, I am going to do ABC. And once the decision is made, you start to see the opportunities and the open doors. Any last minute advice you have for our listeners out there? Yeah, you know, what I would say is if you're listening and you have an idea or something you've been putting off or something's just not working out, maybe you've tried something, you know, really sit back and reevaluate your your true, real passion. Like, what are you passionate about? What lights you up? What can you talk about all day? What would you do for free? You know, what would you do for free? Because you're going to have to do it for free for the first little bit right? What would you do for free? What is never a waste of time for you? Like you could literally sit there and do it all day. What kind of blogs do you enjoy reading? You know, videos you enjoy watching, documentaries. Think of something you are super, super passionate about. Now, almost nothing under the moon has been, you know, invented. Almost everything is like, we're just pretty much reinventing or creating things out of things. And, you know, it's very rare that you see someone who's going to like create light or electricity, right? It's, you know, most things have already been created, but I'm saying there are still ways and things you can invent. But if it's something that someone is already doing, which I would advise to do, you find one person, the most two, study them. What's their story? If they have autobiographies, read them. If they've got YouTube channels, subscribe to them. Watch their videos every day. Study them inside out. Watch their social media. How are they posting? What are they posting? What are they talking about? Study their brand and create your version of it. That's it. Don't subscribe to a thousand people doing this because then your inbox is going to be all filled with things that you're not even going to open. You're going to overwhelm yourself. But just think of one thing you can do. Find one person who's already doing it and start with doing one thing. And the next thing I would say is definitely purchase the book, uh, The One Thing by Gary Keller. And it teaches you how to focus on one thing and just build it, build it, build it until it's successful on its own. And then you can branch and do other things. I wish I had taken this advice a long, long time ago. Because when I was just focused on speaking, I was very successful. It was all I was doing. And then when I brought in the coaching, I was doing speaking and coaching. 
Well, I had the book and speaking and then the book speaking coaching. And then like, so I was kind of like, whenever I'm taking on too much, I'm not scaling the way I know I have or can be, right? So one thing, one thing, and you make that your one thing. I have heard Tony Robbins speak five, six times. Same message every time. Yeah, that's my last words. That's awesome. That's amazing. And I definitely need to hear this message because I'm a, what do you call it? A multi-passionate person yeah. that they call it. But it's so funny you mentioned that because today I actually say, Candace, next year you're just going to focus on one particular funnel. And then when that gets to the point where you want it to be, then you do the next funnel. I say, and that's all you working on next year. I say, because I get to that point where I'm like, okay, I'm doing my podcast. I'm doing a course. I'm doing this, 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 this. And then I find that I'm not where I initially want to be in the beginning of the year. Everything's going great. But when I start incorporating other things, that's when everything starts to fall apart. And I say, Candace, don't do that no more. <laughs> so true. You know? Yeah. And the course says, you know, I just finished creating mine and, you know, and the funnels that it took me so long to create those funnels. Like, you know, you, when you're taking on too much, you just, it's impossible. Unless you have a team, unless you've got a big team. I just have myself and my VA, right? But, you know, it's, it's for a one-man show, it's, you can't do, we can't. And there's no better way to get rich, not that it's just about monetary, than to do one thing. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to have to read that book, The One Thing, because I've heard about it. So where can we find you? On most platforms, I'm there as Elizabeth Correa. So if it's LinkedIn, Elizabeth Correa. My website, Elizabeth Correa. My YouTube, Elizabeth Correa. TikTok, Elizabeth Correa. And I do have my book. The Kindle ebook version is on Amazon. So you can get on Amazon. I believe it's like $5 there or something. And then you can also order an actual copy. And then I've got, I've got a course that's launching, which is I'm really excited about. I just launched a forgiveness course. It's a mini course for Gift to Freedom. That one is $9 and I made it cheap because I wanted everyone. I don't, I don't want anyone to have an excuse not to take it. I am going to change the price in the new year, but I just wanted it like, you know what? I want everybody going into the new year free of unforgiveness. So that one I launched last month. And then I've got my personal transformation course, which launches on Black Friday. So I'll send you, I'll send you the link for that stuff. Yeah. Oh, all good things. That's awesome. Look at you. That's amazing. Thank you. Awesome. Well, it's been, I'm so happy that you came on the podcast today. It's been really helpful. And I'm, I definitely do know this. Someone in my audience is going to get something out of it because I definitely did. Thank you. And I appreciate you and the work that you're doing and the platform that you've created for, you know, voices to be heard, you know, across the globe.